Hello and welcome to the Violin Geek Podcast. I'm Laurel Thompson and today we're going to do Scales 101. I'm going to share with you, first of all, what is a scale, what's a major scale, what's a minor scale, and why we have three different types of minor scales, or um, at least what they are. I'm not sure if any of us know exactly why we have three different types of minor scales. So what is a scale? Well, there are different types of scales. Um, as I just explained about major and minor, there are also chromatic scales, and um, there are also what we things we call modes, which are another another form of scale. And it's basically a set of pitches. And generally, you know, these major minor scales, they all have seven different pitches, and then we would return to the home base note. The, um, you know, if it's a G major scale, we would return to G at the top, and that would end up being a, an eight-note scale in total. Um, chromatic scales are all half steps, so they end up with a lot more notes. And we have whole, whole tone scales, which are often fewer notes, like, you know, pentatonic scales, five notes, different, different things like that. But we're just going to focus on these seven-note scales for today and try and pick them apart and figure out why... Um, why they sound different and what, what the differences are. So a major scale is basically a set of half and whole steps in a particular order. And students are always really impressed when, when I, I share with them the fact that if you just play this certain pattern of whole and half steps starting on any note, I mean, you could start on C sharp and you could play this order, you would get something that sounds like a uh, a C sharp major scale, you know, and uh, so, so you almost don't even have to know what the pitches are that you're playing. You don't have to know that you have to play a C sharp and a D sharp and an E sharp, like what's an E sharp, right? Um, <laughs> to be able to make it sound like the do re mi's. So a major scale is the do re mi's. If you've ever seen The Sound of Music, you were, you were listening to, um, to a major scale when they sang the, the do re mi song. So let's, um, let's do this with D major scale. And so the D major scale, it has two sharps. And basically this is because we have to have this pattern of whole and half steps. That pattern for any major scale is whole, whole, half, whole, 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 half. So start anywhere, do that, and I swear it will sound like the do re mi's. So for D major, we've got D, E, F sharp, G, a, B, C sharp, and then we end with D at the top. So, once you get into other types of scales, you'll either add sharps or you'll subtract sharps, you'll add flats, you'll subtract flats, you'll have a scale with no sharps or flats. C major scale has no sharps or flats. And if you're familiar with a piano keyboard, you know that it has white keys and black keys. And there are some times where the two white keys are together and there's no black key in between. There's two places where that happens on the keyboard. Um, between E and F, that's why I said earlier, what's an F sharp or an E sharp? It's really an F, right? Um, and then the other place would be between B and C. So B sharp, we don't really talk about B sharp. Um, we talk about it as C um, because because that's you know just more common and and um, rolls off the tongue a little bit easier, right? 
Um, okay, so let's um, let's do this just one more time. So we've got the D major scale. It has two sharps. We know that, and that's just in order to have that half and whole step pattern work out. So it's whole, whole, half, whole, 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 half, and we can start on our D and do a whole step, and then do another whole step, and then do a half step. Do a whole step, do a whole step, do a whole step, and then do a half step. And we've got our scale. So maybe you already know that, maybe you don't, but um, you know whether you have done scales before or not, you wanna you wanna have an awareness of that because, like I said, sometimes you're throwing something really weird like C sharp major, and then it's like, oh gosh, <laughs> what notes do I really have to do? Well, you can just follow that pattern, you can get through, and then you can backtrack and figure out how many sharps are in a C sharp major scale. Um, that's your that's your your uh, your pop quiz question for today. I'll I'll let you know what it is at the very end of the podcast. How's that? Okay, so. As far as minor scales, they have a different pattern, and there are three types of minor scales that we use. And one is called the natural minor scale, and that would be the one that just shares the same key signature with a paired major scale. So I was talking about C major having no sharps or flats. Well, the paired minor scale that has no sharps or flats is A. So you can basically play the C major scale, but start it on A, and you're going to end up with an A natural minor scale. So it would sound like this. So we have our A, our B, our C, our D, our E, our F natural, our G, and our A. Okay. So the pattern there is a little bit different. We have a whole step, then we have a half step, we have a whole step, we have a whole step, we have a half step, we have a whole step, and we have a whole step. So whole, half, whole, whole, half, whole, whole. So that is the natural minor. So then we also have what we call a harmonic minor. And that one using A as our example, no sharps or flats in the key signature, but if we were doing a piece <clears throat> that was utilizing some of the notes of, a, of an A harmonic minor scale, we would end up seeing some F, um, sorry, some G sharp accidentals in that piece. And we'd start to be like, huh, what's this about? Are they modulating? Like what, what, what's happening here? Well, no, they're, they're just utilizing the harmonic minor. And what's kind of cool about the harmonic minor that students often are like, ooh, this is awesome, is that we end up getting this, this big jump between the sixth degree of the scale. So when I say degree, I mean um, the note of the scale. So the A would be the first degree, the B would be the second degree. By the time we get up to the, the G sharp I was just talking about, that's the seventh degree, and that sixth degree is the F. So we end up getting a, a one and a half step jump between those two notes. So let me put that for you. So we've got A, B, C, D, E, F, G sharp, A. And that's the harmonic minor. And uh, it sounds a little bit Middle Eastern, you know. Um, have the, you know, one student say, gosh, it just sounds like belly dance music. It's like, yeah, you could improvise on the harmonic minor scale and do some crazy, you know, belly dance tune for sure. 
get a djembe or um, dumbak in there or something and you're off to the races. But um, so let's figure out the, the steps of this because again, a scale is just a certain order of half and whole steps. And in this case, we have that, that one, which is, um, it's actually an, an augmented second uh, interval. So the relationship between the F and the G sharp, one and a half steps, so that's what we call an augmented second. The F and G would just be a major second, and if it was F and G, G flat, that would just be a minor second. So, so that interval, um, we're talking augmented second, or one and a half steps, right? And let's figure out what this pattern is. So we've got whole, half, whole, whole, half, one and a half steps, and half. Okay, so whole, half, whole, whole, half, big augmented second, half. And that's the harmonic minor scale, a harmonic minor. So it's that seventh degree again that changes from the natural minor. Everything else is the same. So you could easily just get yourself right back to the natural minor and have them all be all be within just the key signature. But if you want to take it into the next level and do the harmonic minor, then you just add some G sharps in there and uh, you'd be good to go. And uh, you know, if we were say, let's do the um, the D harmonic minor. This scale has one flat, B flat. It shares the same key, key signature with F major. So we end up getting that that big step between the B flat and we get a C sharp. So we wouldn't really see that in a key signature. The only time I've, I've the only time I've seen in a key signature flats and sharps was in some klezmer music. Um, I don't know why, but you know they were indicating essentially the harmonic minor sound. So in this case, you would still see the notation of just one B flat, and then somewhere in the piece, just like I was explaining with the A harmonic minor scale, you'd just you'd see some as accidentals. You'd see some some C sharps in there. So D, E, F, G, A, B flat, C sharp, D, and that is the harmonic minor. So then the one other one that we have is the melodic minor, and the melodic minor is kind of kind of interesting. The only other time that I've really come across this sort of thing um, where going up the scale and coming back down the scale is different, ascending and descending, you play different notes, is in some East Indian music. That's, that's not untypical for their types of scales where you'd go up the scale and maybe you could play certain notes, but then coming down you couldn't. Um, stuff like that. It's, it's definitely... Um, Really interesting how you know different music from different parts of the world developed, and for the melodic minor, it's essentially adding on to the harmonic minor. So where the harmonic minor, we we raised the seventh degree of the scale, the seventh note of the scale by a half step, right? So we turned the the G natural in the natural minor A scale to the G sharp. Here we're going to do that and we're going to take the sixth note of the scale, the sixth degree of the scale, and we're going to raise it by a half step. So to my ears, the scale ends up sounding like half a minor scale squished into half of a major scale. So the first half sounds minor, so going back to the A.
You can hear how it's like, okay. You get to that note, and we're definitely like, okay, the low third there, you know. Um, major would be, you know, sounds more open, whereas sounds a little bit darker. So they're like, yeah, definitely minor. Instead of, we've got, so what is that? It's an E, an F sharp, remember that's not in the key signature, an F sharp, and a G sharp going up to A. So it really kind of um, creates kind of a lift at the end of that scale. And, you know, a composer might use all three of these different types of scales to get a different mood and atmosphere out of different sections of his music. You know, natural minor to my ear is, is always going to sound like your typical minor sound. Keywords might be um, dark, like I said, might be sad, they might be angry, you know, all those kind of emotional types. Whereas, you know, minor or major is more the happy, lighthearted, that sort of thing. So we can really hear it in this melodic minor scale where, you know, maybe the composer wants to create this minor, um, darker sound, but then kind of lighten it up a little bit versus maybe, you know, just doing the natural minor or maybe with the harmonic minor, remember with the, with the augmented second, the big jump there between the, the sixth and the seventh degree of the scale, maybe they want to add a little bit of like ethnic flair to the music, you know? So, so it's, it's interesting. And, and once you learn about these three different types of scales, start to look at them in your pieces and you'll probably find different pieces of, of them, you know, kind of interspersed and, and, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. So then, um, so that's the basics of the melodic minor. The only thing is that now when you come back down the scale, you're going to revert back to natural minor. So you're going to drop the seventh down, a down to its normal, like in this case from G sharp down to G and you're going to drop the F sharp down to the F. And you're just going to have everything in the key of A, which again has no sharps or flats. Everything is just going to be natural. So coming up. Going down. So listen to that again and, and hear the difference when it changes over to the lower versions of the notes. pretty much your scales that you would come across in Western classical music. I did mention something about modes, and modes are more ancient type scales, and they're based on um, a different system of half and whole steps. And there's a few modes that actually are the same as your typical major and minor, minor scale, but um, occasionally we come across modes in fiddle music particularly, and sometimes in classical music too. The, the most common that I've come across are Dorian mode and Mixolydian mode, and those are just, it's a different pattern of whole and half steps. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone ever really practices modes as far as violins. Like, you know, I've, I've never really come across a book that that has the modes as like a scale practice, but you can certainly come across that stuff and it is interesting to work on. And uh, certainly if you, if you like to compose and improvise, modes can be really helpful because, you know, I do know that guitarists and, and you know, some, some different band type material might have you 
playing modes and giving you some different expressions that you wouldn't normally have just doing major and minor scales. So let's look at Dorian Mixolydian and you know you can read up on the others if you so choose. So the easiest way to think about these scales is if we just think about them with no sharps or flats. So we can obviously do the Dorian um, pattern of whole and half steps with starting on any note. We can do that that pattern and get you know E Dorian, A Dorian, you know F sharp Dorian, whatever we want. But just for simplicity, it's it's helpful to just do the scale. I think with without any sharps or flats. So in this case. Um, if we do D, we're going to do D and we're going to just do no sharps or flats and we get the D Dorian. So D, E, F natural. So that's just the same as the minor scale, right? Then G, A, B, C, and then D. So... different than the natural minor, you know, when we hear it. The only difference would be, uh, as you recall, the D minor scale does have that, or um, yeah, the D minor scale does have that, that B flat there. So you'd be doing a, a D natural. Everything's natural. So D, E, F, G, A, B, C, D. So it ends up to me kind of sounding like mostly a minor scale until here. There's a little bit of that lightness, you know, that comes in. Like, oh, maybe maybe it's not such a bad a bad thing that's happening in the storyline of the piece or whatever, you know. And then it gets a little bit darker again, you know. So it's, it's interesting how these how these scales can really bring emotion into your music. So that's Dorian, and then Mixolydian. It's easiest to think about if we have just no sharps or flats again. So in that case, we could do G mixolydian. And G would be G, so I'll do the low G, G, A, B, C, D, E, F natural, and G. So you're probably thinking, huh, that really sounds like a major scale actually. Until right at the end, and that seventh degree of the scale is a half step lower than it would be if you were playing a major scale. So let's pick these apart for a minute just so you can see how these half and whole steps line up to, to string together these scales. So the Dorian, we've got so whole step, half step, whole step, whole step, whole step, half step, and whole step. So whole, half, whole, 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 half, whole. And then the G would be the G mixolydian. And again, you could do E mixolydian and, and, and B flat mixolydian and anything you want. It would just, you'd, you'd follow this pattern of, of half and whole steps and you'd have it. And, uh, but this is just a little bit easier for me to explain with without any sharps or flats involved. So G. A, so that's a whole step, whole step, half step, so same as a major scale, whole step, whole step, half step, whole step. Okay, so the half step is just displaced in that song from the major. So whole, whole, half, whole, whole, 
If you haven't been writing down these patterns, then you should go back and, and write them down for your notes. It's great to keep a notebook and to write down, you know, both what you're practicing and, and how it's going and, and uh, goals and all of that, but also, you know, stuff like this that you come across that you want to remember and, and put to memory. I also talked about the chromatic scale, and so the chromatic scale is just all half steps. And it's interesting, there's a couple ways that we can finger these scales, and, and the more um, old-fashioned way would be, let's say we're doing D, would be D, it's like we're sliding, so open, one, one, two, two, three, three, four, and then we could go up the A, the a string. And then on that top D for one octave. You might have heard this term octave. What is an octave? An octave is, is eight, so eight notes, or um, basically, you know, in this case, it's not eight notes, it's a lot more than eight notes, but um, it's, it's going from essentially that tonic or that home base note, uh, in this case, the D up to the next D. And if you said, okay, now do a two octave scale or a three octave scale, you'd be going, in the case of two octaves, from a D to the next D to the next D after that. And three octaves would add one more D to the very top. You'd go up, you know, D to D to D to D. And, uh, you know, but these are all one octaves that we're doing today. So then that's kind of the old-fashioned way of fingering a chromatic scale. The newer way, we would be just kind of walking our fingers and keeping them all close together, but almost doing like this little shift. So we would do open, one, two, and then shift the one up to the next note, which is almost like kind of second position at this point, and do one, two, three, four, open, one, two, and shift up, one, two, three, four, you know. And actually we wouldn't go up to four, we just go up to three there but um, you get the idea so anyway so that's what a chromatic scale is and we come across those little chromatic things in, in pieces not as much in in um, like say baroque music but but later in in different like maybe um, classical period music or romantic music or modern music you know you start to come across little chromatic runs and so it's it's good to know how to play those and, and hear the right notes uh, it can be pretty tr pretty tricky, actually, and um, you know the tonality isn't isn't as clear there. Our ear isn't as attuned to that, so so it's worth practicing for sure. If you're new to scales, I would say start with the major scales and get comfortable with that. Then you can start to move into the minor scales. If you want to look at modes and chromatic scales later on, go for it. You know it's it's always just giving us more technique, you know, leaving our fingers with uh, kind of a workout. And then it's also um, helping to train our ear. And it's also really giving us uh, the, it's almost like painting, you know, and, and giving us different colors to work with, whether we're, we're reading sheet music and now we can see how a composer fused together, like I was saying before, different minor scales, or if we're improvising and we want to maybe get a little bit of an interesting other flavor of, of, um, of something maybe using an accidental that would be appropriate. So that's where you know knowledge of this can definitely come in handy. If you listen to the blues lesson that I did a while back, 
um, a couple episodes ago, we went over the blues scale too. So if you want to go in and check out that one, then that kind of gives you an idea of a different scale that would give a very different sound. And when you're learning these scales, it's always nice, you know, even if you're not really planning to improvise in general, like as a performance method or anything, uh, it is it is helpful when you're learning the scale. To, I find, and I, you know, I, I see the results with my students to to improvise a little bit so that you you get used to it. it's like you get the the sound of the music in your bones almost, and that could be something you know really simple and folk song like. It could be something that you know actually turns into a, a composition. But oftentimes I'll go back and forth with my students. We'll we'll learn a scale and then we'll go back and forth doing little phrases, like question and answer phrases. Just getting to know the scale, getting to know those palette colors, like I said, and uh, really having it sink in. So you can certainly do that on your own or if you have a friend who wants to join you for that part of your practice. Um, you know, it could even be someone who plays a different instrument as long as, as you can play in the same in the same key, play the same scales. All right, so hopefully this has been helpful and you have a little bit better understanding of scales. I think the main thing to remember is that a scale is simply the order of half and whole steps and it's different depending on what scale you're playing. And once you know that pattern, you can literally start on any note and play that pattern and you'll get that type of scale. You'll get the do re mi's, major scale, right? You'll get the natural minor scale. You'll get the mixolydian mode. You'll get the chromatic scale. Chromatic scale is easy because it's just all half steps, right? Um, but really commit those to memory, starting, I would say, again, with the major scale and then the minor scales. And you know, then you can be confident with any piece that you're playing. And then it's simply a matter of, of knowing when you have sheet music, what sort of key signatures relate to what kind of keys. And there's some little tricks there with that I might put into another podcast. Um, but you can probably find that out on your own as well. Um, if you look up, you know, music theory and scales and, and stuff like that. Uh, musictheory.net, by the way, is a really nice site that has like little quizzes and stuff about um, theory and notes and scales and all sorts of stuff like that. It's it's um, kind of a nice way, you know, if you're just kind of um, browsing around on the internet mindlessly, <laughs> you know, looking at stuff, might as well go over to that site and and test your theory and and learn learn some some new tricks. Uh, musictheory.net. So if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, or you're interested in some lessons with me, either in person or via Skype, you can email me. My email is laurel at laurelthompson.com. You can check out my website about rates and performances and writing and all sorts of stuff like that. There's a lot of free stuff, as, you know, as is the podcast, obviously, but um, text stuff that talks about violin technique and practicing and, and all of that that you might find as a good supplement to the podcast and any lessons you might be taking with myself or with someone else over there. So that's laurelthompson.com, L-A-U-R-E-L-T-H-O-M-S-E-N. And then um, you can go and check out my Facebook page. Uh, I try and keep that pretty engaging. And that is Laurel Thompson Music. And then there's some guides that I have through Strings Magazine, which are video guides, and you can actually see excerpts on YouTube if you go Google or 
search me, I guess, on, on YouTube, but I have the Improve Your Bowing Technique Guide and then the Improve Your Violin and Viola Technique Guide, and you can get those chapter by chapter or as a complete set. There's definitely stuff for beginners as well as intermediate and more advanced players in there. So have a look, and uh, like I said, you can find some excerpts on YouTube if you want to preview some of that material. So anyone figure out how many sharps a C-sharp major scale has? Um, I'm going to double check here and make sure I have it right. Um, seven. Seven sharps. We have F-sharp, C-sharp, G-sharp, D-sharp, A-sharp, E-sharp, and B-sharp. <laughs> what is B-sharp? Um, it's C natural, right? Another one of those weird ones. So sounds pretty crazy and overwhelming, but if you know that pattern, whole, whole, half, whole, 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 half, then you'd just be able to do that, no problem. So hope you have some fun with these scales, and until next time, happy practicing.